Hey friends, it's Friday. My son was like, mom, do you wanna know what my favorite day of the week is? And I was like, sure. And he said, it's Friday because French fries are my favorite. And you know, like fries, Friday. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you are such a six-year-old. But son, amen. French fries, y'all, I will give up the bun up on my hamburger any day of the week for some salty seasoned hot french fries. I am obsessed. <laughs> what is your favorite carb? That is the question of the day. Hop on over into our Facebook group and share what's your favorite carb. Anyways, Lydia's going to be like, why are you guys posting about your favorite carbs in the Facebook community today? <laughs> if you're not part of our group, it's at stephgascommunity.com. And I'd love to invite you over. Anyways, enough about that. Now that I made you hungry, today I actually have a super special guest for you. Um, I met the most incredible, beautiful Ruth Sukup at a retreat that I was on last month. And she is absolutely brilliant when it comes to strategy. She is so smart. She has created multiple um, six and seven figure businesses in her tenor as a entrepreneur. She's just an amazing CEO. She's also a New York Times bestselling author. She's a mama of teen girls. Um, she's a host of the Do It Scared podcast, which they're actually relaunching soon with a new name. We talk about that in today's conversation. And um, she has multiple businesses, like I mentioned. She's got Living Well, Spending Less, the Elite Blog Academy, Thinlicious, and she's been featured everywhere, y'all. Like Good Morning America, Today Show, Entrepreneur Time. Like Ruth is the real deal. So I brought her on because I want to learn from people who are in a position of where I want to grow, as you are, right? You guys listen to me and this podcast because I'm sitting in a position of what you want to create through podcasting, through creating passive revenue, through, through being able to make money from home without having to be a slave to social or to repurposing for 17 hours a week. Like you just want to create more presence in your actual family and make money and do it all with God at the center. And so that's why you're here. That's why you're following me. And that's why I find people that I can trust and look up to to help me continue to grow so that you can walk alongside me on my own growth journey and follow along in my footsteps. And Ruth is one of those people. So today we have a really great conversation where she shares really her story. Business strategy, I ask her to share the lessons that she learned along the way because with more success does come more problems, y'all know, right? More money, more problems. That is not a lie. That is actual reality. And so Ruth and I are here to kind of share with you the things that we've learned um, the pitfalls we've fallen into, the traps and the trials that we've overcome so that you can hopefully avoid that and have a quicker race <laughs> to success and to creating a profitable business from your calling and from the things that God's created you for. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed recording. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24 seven? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, 
because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Speaking of building successful online businesses, Fran, I want to invite you to my four-day live boot camp happening at the last week of March. Kicks off Monday the 27th. It's at 11 o'clock Mountain Standard every single day. I know you can find a way to be here because it is absolutely free and it's going to be packed full of value. I'm giving away scholarships and goodies up to $2,500. So crazy. Actually up to five grand, I do believe. Ha! I need to check that. Anyways, do you want to win some swag? Do you want to come and be blessed with whatever knowledge I can share with you completely free? Then come on over and get registered for the free bootcamp. It's at stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp. And we are accepting applications for the next round of podcasts to profit my mastermind program, which is now six months and it's refreshed, it's revitalized, it's been like reworked. There's new tutorials in here, like my everything, like everything's inside. It's amazing. I would love to run alongside you for six months of growing a super successful business all the way through, see you all the way through the refining process of your business, your financials, the basics, your coaching offer, your course offer, your website, how to sell, live launching, podcast pitching, pitching, pinching, podcast pinching, uh, and everything in between. Um, pray with you weekly. I mean, man, it's so fire. So go get go get registered and get your app in if that's something that's on your heart. That's at podcastoprofitmastermind.com. All right, let's dig in. Hello, beautiful Ruth. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, you guys, I told you about Ruth in the intro and she's just amazing. She's such a light and she is brilliant. I think Ruth is like this, I love strategy. And so, you know, I think strategy brains like attract each other because as I sat and chatted with Ruth, it was like, she got it. Like she got me and it was someone that I could look up to as far as where I'm taking my business. And so I wanted Ruth to come on and just kind of paint some vision today about what's possible and what also it's taken to get there. Cause building really successful businesses is actually not easy, right, Ruth? <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> a lot of time. Energy, so. Yeah. So let's start off with learning about you. Ruth, who are you? Tell us a little bit about your businesses and kind of give us some background. Yeah. So I am Ruth Sigup and I have multiple brands that I have started. I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur at this point, I guess I would call it. And my overall arching company is called Ruth Sukup Omnimedia, but then underneath that umbrella, we've got several different brands, including Living Well, Spending Less, which was my original brand. And then there's um, Elite Blog Academy, where we teach people how to create successful online businesses through content marketing. And then um, my newest brand that we just launched a just under a year ago now is called Thinlicious, which is all about healthy weight loss for women over 40. So Ruth, did you always know like that you were going to be an entrepreneur or was, or was your first brand like live living well, spending less? Is that right? Live well, spend less. Yeah. Was that something that, what did that come from? Or like, how was the evolution of you becoming an entrepreneur? What did that look like? Well, I think I didn't like ever really picture myself being an entrepreneur, but I definitely grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad is an entrepreneur. He started his own company. You know, I grew up having a 
you know, having a family who owned businesses. And so that was just kind of part of life. It wasn't yeah. something I really thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really even until I became an entrepreneur myself and started to understand like what, um, how much he modeled for me in terms of just being willing to take risks and, and th- how long it takes and how hard and stressful it is um, to be responsible for a big business and for employees and for people's lives and, and all of those things. Um, however, when I started my first blog, which was called Living Well Spain Less back in 2010, I wasn't really setting out to start a business. I, at the at that time, I was a stay-at-home mom of two toddlers. I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And um, I just needed something to do that wasn't going to target all the time. My husband and, <laughs> my husband and I were fighting about money all yeah. the time. And because I was just, I was a young mom and I was home with two kids and I was going stir crazy. We had just moved back to Florida. So I didn't really have a good support system. And I was in, so I literally, and it's Florida, so it's hot. You can't take the kids to the park. I would take the kids to Target because that was where (laughs) we would go. And it would make him crazy. And because he hated his job. And so he saw every minute that I spent or every dollar that I spent at Target as another minute that he had to spend working. And it was just, it became this like real source of tension. And so finally, like, I got to figure something else out. And a friend, you know, blogs were kind of new back then. And a friend had sent me a link to a blog. She's like, if I was a stay at home mom, this is what I would do. I would start a blog. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Maybe I should start a blog. And so I did. But then as soon as I was online and maybe uh, some of your, your people have had this experience, you know, with podcast, with podcasting, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you like open it up, like, you're like, oh, there's like a whole world out here that I didn't even know existed. Right. There's a whole world of online business and there's people there's people that are making money at this. I'm like, that, look, that sounds fun. Like I could do that. I could make money. So I remember going to my husband, like, honey, I think I know what I want to do. I, I'm going to make money blogging. And he was like, honey, that is so dumb. You cannot make money on the internet. I mean, that was like, those were literally like his famous last words. I hope they're framed now with your million oh, underneath his eternal penance is that he's had to hear me tell that story for so many years. I love it. Um, But it really did. Like it took me three years when I first started to figure it out because at that point in 2010 there, you know, now there's like courses and there's people talking about it, but there wasn't that then. Like it was the wild west of, and it still is to some extent, Mm -hmm. but it, it was just like figuring it out, right? Trying something, trying something, trying something. So it did take me three years before uh-huh. I was finally making enough money from that first um, brand, from which I didn't consider it a brand at that time. It was just my blog. Yeah. Um, but making enough money from my blog that I was that he was able to retire. And wow. So he retired in 2013 and became the stay-at-home dad, and I've been going gangbusters ever since. That's crazy, Ruth. Like. I mean, if you really think about that, like three years is not actually a long time to have such a profitable business that you're able to retire your spouse. Well, let me say a few more things about that because, because a, you're right that three years when in hindsight, three years is such a short amount of time that you look back and you go, my gosh, that happens so fast in the moment when you are in those three years it feels like an eternity. And part of that reason is because you don't know how long it's going to take, right? If I would have had like somebody, 
uh, some fortune teller at the beginning of those three years say, it's, if you just do all these things for three years, it's going to happen for you. Yep. But I didn't have that. I had my husband saying, this is impossible. You're crazy. And me just working, 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 and nobody else understanding like what the heck I was even doing. Like, oh, are you doing that? Like blog thing still? Like, how's that working out for you? Oh, and there was the lady at the bank. I haven't thought about this in years. But there was a lady at the bank. Because I, my brand was living well, spending less. And I wrote a lot about saving money on groceries and using coupons. And every time I would go into the bank, she would go super condescending. How's the coupon business? Like I was just like the dumbest dumb dumb that ever existed. Right. And I, I, I got so much satisfaction when my checks that I started depositing were like clearly bigger than she was. Right. <laughs> was You're like the coupon business is actually <laughs> killing it. Like, yeah. The coupon business is really good. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. For oh my <laughs> gosh. And you're so right. You know, Ruth, I, cause so I've been a full-time entrepreneur now for 11 and a half years and there were years that were like really great in that first half, but it wasn't God's way. And so those that, you know, we know that doesn't withstand the test of time. And then this latter four year period, when I've been doing it God's way, I remember in 2019, this is a really funny story. I don't even know if I've told my audience this before. I had this, this journal where you write every day of the year. Like it says like, you know, 2000, um, and then every day on January 1st, it has a line. So you're kind of collecting these thoughts. Okay. It's a, called a five-year journal in 2019. I'm like, well, it's over. Jenna Kutcher just came out with a podcast course. Everything's <laughs> over for me. Like I'm venting and I'm like, everything's over. Like I'm going to quit. I've got to get a job again. Like I was at my wits end. It's so funny. And now I look at that entry and I'm like, if I, two years later, if I would have known, like in 2021, my podcasting course would be making multi six figure already with a, a totally different audience than Jenna. Like, I mean, we're similar, but you know, it's like, you're in that, when you're in that, your mindset is telling you like, this will not work because you're in that middle trench, whether it's three years or whether it's 10 years, the trench is the trench is the trench, right? Right. Right. And it feels so, it feels so endless. So that's the thing. Like, you don't know how long it's going to be. It could be three years. It could be 10 years. It could be nothing. So you got to be willing. That's where you have to ask yourself, like, am I willing to do this no matter what it takes for as long as it takes to be successful mm-hmm. and without knowing how the story ends, it's easy to look back. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but yeah. it's hard when you are in it to have the persistence and the grit to keep going, even when it feels hard, even when people don't get it, even when you don't know how long it's going to take to, and to hold that vision yeah. for what, you know, it could be. And that's what I felt like I really had to do. And honestly, as an entrepreneur now, like I say to my students often, like your, your problems don't get smaller when you start making more money, your problems get bigger and more complex and scarier and harder. And the only thing that's good about having grown, like grown along the way is that you've equipped yourself for those bigger and harder problems. I face things now in my business that I could have never even dreamed of facing back in the day, right? With having employees and having the the, like hundred thousand dollar in the whole months, right? Like like this and knowing how to handle the stress 
of those kind of things and taking bigger and bigger risks. And, and, and now I'm equipped for those things because it took me a long time to build this. And I think that there's something to be said for that. And I think God's timing is always perfect. And I love that this is a place where like, I can talk about that, right. Mm -hmm. Where you don't, you like, if you are doing this as a person of faith and, and you trust that God's timing is perfect, then also trust that the lessons he's equipping you with are the things that will come back and help you and serve you along the way. And I, you know, being able to look back now over 13 years of this entrepreneurship journey, I can see that so clearly, but you don't necessarily see it in the minute, in the moment. And I also want to say that the amount of money that I was making when we decided to have my husband quit his job was not like an extreme amount of money. So we, we were Dave Ramsey people. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, we went through the baby steps. We had, we were completely debt-free. I was <laughs> teaching people how to use coupons. So I was very good at saving money on yes. things. And we knew we could, we knew we could live on a very small amount. And so I think I was only making, I want to say $3,500 a month. Right. Um, when we decided to have him quit his job as an aerospace engineer. So it wasn't like he was leaving like a small job. He was making really good money. It was going to be a huge pay cut for us. Wow. That's a huge act of faith. Like my goodness. It was, it was 100% a leap of faith. And in that moment, um, I think that was for me the, also the moment where I went, okay, this is, this is real. I got to step it up. Right. Like up until that moment, it wasn't that scary. It was, there were many moments of like, and frustration, but I still got him to lean on. Yeah. And now it's on me and God. And I like went into overdrive. And yeah. I think within probably two months, we had tripled the tripled the revenue and we never looked back after that. So okay. So let's go to the next phase of this story because it's like cool. Ruth just made it. It's amazing. It all worked yeah. out. Like that's not actually the reality of <laughs> decade, what, 12 years in are right for you now. There's been many highs and lows. Yeah. So you, so you next were like, oh my gosh, similarly for me, right. I was like, I started a podcast and then dang, like this really works. People are asking how to start one. That's probably what happened for you with the blogging world, which led you to then elite blog Academy. Tell us about that transition. And then how did you know? Cause I know a lot of my audience, what happens for them, Ruth is they start a thing Mm -hmm. and start, you know, um, living while spending less brand. I'm going to do this for two years. And like, Oh, well, it's not really working and doing what I want. So like, I'm going to divert over here to this other thing. And like the constant diversion. And I'm constantly reminding them, like, don't deviate (laughs) from the thing. Cause now you're starting all the way over, but like you actually did divert from the thing at the right time. And then that turned out to be lucrative. How do you know? And like, what was that like? Or was it not what you thought? I have thoughts about that. Um, I think I, it was sort of, I sort of stumbled into Elite Blog Academy, not by accident. I started by, because after my husband quit his job, I had a lot of people, both blogger, blogger friends and just readers who were like, how did you do that? What, how did you, how are you making, making enough money blogging that your husband could quit his job? So I wrote this book called how to blog for profit without selling your soul And really just kind of intended, self-published, intended for it to be just this, like, here you go, right? Like, give it to my friends when they ask me questions. And that, it became like an instant bestseller, went to number two on Amazon, which is crazy. And then just opened up like a whole flood of questions from people. They just wanted, instead of like 
answering all the questions. They had more questions. They wanted me to do consulting. And I then realized that the best way to, to kind of scale that or answer all the questions, because it was the same questions over and over again, which was yep. essentially probably what you get too, right? Like there's so mm-hmm. much information. I just need it simplified. Just mm-hmm. tell me step-by-step-by-step, by step by step, what do I have to do? Right. And so that was how Elite Blog Academy was born. And it was sort of, so it was sort of this like stumbled into it by accident and then it sort of took off. And then I was stuck holding two brands yep. and that became a huge source of conflict and tension for oh. years and years and years. Oh. And I would never recommend it for people, honestly, because I think if I, when I look back and even now, when I look at my, my business, I think that I, I lost so much along the way, co- constantly having to de- divide my attention. Right. And I'm not sorry. Like my journey has, has evolved the way that it has. And that, and I'm grateful for every lesson learned, but yeah. I constantly tell people the same thing that you do. Don't divide your focus. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. It is just shooting yourself in the foot. If you can go all in on one topic and one thing and one audience and one felt need, just make sure that that, that there's a true felt need there. Right. And then make, and make sure that you're clear about that. Make sure you know who you're talking to and make sure you know that the prop, what the problem is that you're solving for. And then it's an actual problem. And if you can do that and stay focused on it, that is way more powerful than trying to do this and this and this and this and this and this. Don't do all the things. Right. I'm with you. And especially when you're newer, because you don't, not only that, but you don't even have a team to help you. And so now you're divided and you're pulling from your family and it's just really difficult. So at that point, how did Elite Blog Academy grow for you, Ruth? And like, what were the roadblocks that you're facing at this point now? Now you have two brands, you've scaled, like, had you already hit a million in revenue at that point? Like, what is that looking like? And what were the roadblocks that you were coming up against? Yeah, I think, I think the first year I hit a million in revenue was, I want to say 2015. Um, so there was, you know, and so I, I launched EBA in 2014, um, then 20 and then 2015 things really started to take off. So LWSL was taking off. We had started, um, we had launched a planner company within the LWSL brand called the living planner. Mm-hmm. And so that was doing really well. And then we had EDA and that was doing really well. And it was just like, it was just a crazy time, right. Of just trying to manage it. And I was exhausted and I was, my team was growing, 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 growing. And so that sort of went for s- several years of just like really fast growth. Both brands were growing. I was tr- trying to like use what I was learning at LWSL to teach my, it was kind of very meta, right? Like that's, that was always the examples that I would use to teach my students at EBA. And that was one thing that people really appreciated about EBA was that I wasn't just another, you know, business guru talking about selling business guru classes to talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like a separate, there was a way to say this actually works for something that's not talking about business. Mm. And I think that was really important too. Yes. And um, so, so they were growing, growing, growing and to the point where it just felt like it wasn't sustainable. And then, but there was always this tension. Like I felt like I was trying to constantly choose between two kids and not know which one to focus on and not my team didn't know which one to focus on. And, and there was this, always this like tension and back and forth. And my, mm. my solution was the worst possible solution you could have ever imagined, <laughs> which was to start a third brand that I thought 
would like somehow connect the two together. So I, I had this idea for, okay, wait, Ruth, <laughs> my, my friend and I have a joke that we're in overachievers anonymous. Would you like to join us? Would you like to be our president? I think that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. So <laughs> in, in my in my mind, I think it, like it made perfect sense because yeah. do it scared was this sort of theme that would come up a lot for both audiences. So I'm like, do it scared. I'll bring this together and we'll, that will kind of connect things. So I, I started the do it scared podcast and I started working on my do it scared book, but really it just became another distraction. Yeah. And mm. at the same time, my team was just growing, growing, growing. And I was hiring, hiring, hiring all these people. And it was so, it became so big and so unmanageable. And I was stretched so thin that I really got to a point of like near implosion yeah. um, where right after my book came out in 2019, it was, I was just like at the end of my rope, I was traveling all the time. I was trying to be the networker. I was trying to be the face of the business. I was trying to mm. run all these businesses. I was creating all the content for all these businesses. And I just couldn't like physically, mentally, I couldn't do it anymore. And I saw myself working 80, 90 hours a week, never seeing my family. My marriage was like really suffering, right? My faith was suffering. Everything right. was suffering. And, um, at the same time, like, I felt like I was just working harder and harder and harder to pay all these people who weren't really working all that hard. I didn't even know what some people were doing. Right. I was like, and then my number two at the time would tell me like, Oh, do you think we should give everybody the month of July off? Because everybody seems really stressed out. I'm like, no, I need the month of July. Nobody else is doing anything. No way. Yeah, it was, it was, it got pretty bad. Like there was there. And so there was a moment of like, come to Jesus Mm -hmm. moment really Mm -hmm. Um, that happened for me. in in the summer of 2019, my husband calls it the summer of rage (laughs) because it was very, I was very like, just so much like anger was coming, like just pouring out of me. I was angry at everybody, but I was angry mostly at myself for having let all of that happen. And finally, Um, I think the moment that changed for me was when I was actually, um, I was at one of the things that I was doing among many things was coaching like a high level mastermind. Yes. And, um, I went to my mastermind to, we would meet once a quarter and they had always joked when they would been in the same group for about two years and they'd always joked that they were going to put me on the hot seat. And so that was the day that they did and it all just came pouring out and I didn't really even know how like how much what like was there, but as, yeah. as I was like telling my students, like, like what a mess my life and business was, mm-hmm. I realized I had no business coaching anyone. If I was not willing to make the hard decisions, cause it wasn't that I didn't know what I needed to do. It mm-hmm. was that it was scary and hard and it was going to be painful. Sure. And it was because I came back and I fired half my team wow. and completely revamped my company. And wow. Um, we changed our core values. We changed the way that we did everything. And mm-hmm. that was like the, both the hardest and the, and most painful, but also the best thing that we ever did because we just completely, I mean, that was the moment where like my company really transformed and became incredibly profitable, but also just very strategic in, in everything that we've been doing, um, yeah, and we slowed down, that. but also became much better at like running things. That makes sense. Totally. And I, I remember you and I were having a conversation another time when we were talking about the levels of success, having different types 
of roadblocks that will come in. Like in the beginning, you're like, man, if I could just make some money and then you actually make some money, you're like, man, if I could find a team that would stick and then you actually have a team that sticks and then you're like, crap, I don't have any systems. And so everything's falling apart. Like there's levels and levels of growth that will never go away. And so get used to the growing pains because that's part of this process. (laughs) As you just heard Ruth tell us. And so Ruth, looking backwards, like, you know, you've done so many years, you've launched multiple businesses. Like you could literally just print money. Like, you know how to make money in businesses. Like, how would you now define success as somebody who says in the beginning, we think it's money. And then maybe in the middle, we think it's like, oh, if I could just have some more balance and like, like what actually does success mean for you? That's such, that's so interesting that you would ask me that question because back in the summer of rage, when I was going through this, that was literally the question that my husband Mm. kept asking me. He, he phrased it slightly different, but he's like, honey, what is winning to you? Like, Mm. what, what is this? Like, what is, because you haven't even defined it. Like you're striving for something that you don't even know what it is that you want. And it was so true. He was so right. My husband's spiritual gift is discernment and he's very wise. And he, like, he really, was, was right. Like there was a part of me that just like, I want to win. I want to win. Right. Like competition is mm-hmm. my number two strength. And yet I hadn't defined what it meant, like what it actually meant to win. And so when I started to define that, um, for myself, that's when like literally everything changed. So from a financial perspective, winning to me is having a highly profitable business, right? We shoot for a 40% profit margin in our company, Um, and, and we always have a certain profit number goal, but our goal, our goal is based instead of thinking about top line revenue and constantly chasing the top Mm -hmm. line, we have it. We set a profit goal. Um, that's good. I wish we need to do that. We need to do that. Lydia, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) So that's one, right. But that's only business. Yes. But for me, like success in life is enjoying my my friends enjoying my family, like having a meaningful relationship with them, having a strong spiritual life, like being able to be generous, actually like enjoy, enjoying my time mm-hmm. um, and not feeling like when I'm, if I'm like not working all the time that I'm not striving enough. And, and that has been, that has been different for me as well is to just focus on what does it mean? What does it look like to just like enjoy our time together? And I, I think that, you know, and I've talked to a lot of people who say the same thing, but for me, COVID, um, was such a gift, um, in the sense that it forced me to slow down. You know, the pandemic happened about six months after my own implosion, or maybe about mm-hmm. six to nine months, like about half a year later. Sure. And so I had gotten my business back on track, but I don't know that I had fully like accepted what it meant to slow down and to just be with my family and to focus on friends and family and to, and to just kind of like have that side of things. And so yeah. and that really like forced me to in a way that I can't go back now, right? Like I didn't yes. travel for three years after being on the road constantly for for what six, seven years right. of traveling three, four times a month mm. to going to nothing and just being home and just enjoying our time together and, and being 
curled up in bed watching every episode of Hell's Kitchen for yes, <laughs> yes. with my whole family and the dog all piled into our bed. And that was like, that was when, when I realized like, this is what winning is. This is right. having this life that I want to come home to. That's, that's what, that's what winning is. And, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful for, for that time. And I know that's kind of a, a strange way to put it and to say, because yeah. obviously it was, it's horrific for so many reasons, but I think that was for me, just like s- such a precious, precious, mm. precious time of, of family and just like rallying around each but other. But that's just who God is, right? Like, let me take this thing that everyone else is perceiving as negative and awful. And like, I feel the same way as you, Ruth. It was like, I had the same experience and I'm also like a closet introvert though. So it was like, this is so nice (laughs) people. Yeah. But that's who God is. Like, let me show you how I can make this thing. That's so hard. So beautiful. And to that same point, like, let me show you how the summer of rage can turn into a redemption story in your business. And in the people that you work with, like, he's so good. And to bring you to this point. So if you were to go all the way back to Ruth 10 years ago and give her some tips of starting a business that ends with that definition of success, Mm -hmm. what would you say to Ruth about what to focus on and what to do tactically in her first 12 to three months of, or three years, 12, 12 months to three years of her business? Yeah. Um, well, number one would be to get very clear on who you want to serve. And this is before you even start, right? Like the first you think about who, not what. And I think that is so, it's so hard for, for people to like wrap their brains around that because a lot of times what people will come to me and I'm sure you get the same thing too, right? Like people will come to me and go, Oh, I want to start a pod or a, a blog about cats because I love cats. And I'm like, well, great, but what, you know, what what is your product going to be? And what is, who's going to read this blog? And what are they, what are they interested in? And what are they going, well, they're interested in cats. Okay, great. Are you going to sell cat products? No, I don't think so. Like you have to know who your person is before you, and what their problem is before you can think about anything else. And, and oftentimes we think about the the business that we want to start because primarily from just like what we're passionate about or what we, what we're curious about or whatever it is, or what we think we want to write about. Um, However, that doesn't always translate to a solid business idea Mm -hmm. unless you really pinpoint the problem and the pain point that you will be solving. And you have a really good idea for a product that will solve that problem. Mm -hmm. If you have have that, then you don't have to worry about really anything else. Then everything else will fall into place. But if you don't have that, everything in your business will be a struggle. That's so good. That's great. No, it's not a lot. That's so great. And so tactically they have, let's say they have, okay, who I'm going to serve. I know their problem. You and I, and Ruth is not afraid to beg to differ with me, but I believe, (laughs) I so believe that you have to pick a long form content, like, you know, period. And so I teach podcasting, Ruth teaches blogging as a way because of all the noise out on social media. Like you cannot build, in my opinion, a profitable online business without a lot of money for ads and stuff like that, that we really don't have when we're starting 
on a platform where you're not seen. And so it's like my next step that I tell them, Ruth, and I want to know yours is then you begin pouring into long form. What do you think? Yes, that's, um, I would say that is the next, the next step. I would, I think one, like one step in between that we usually will say is like, pick your logo, pick your oh, brand yeah. sure. and do that. Like just kind of the basic stuff and sure. like walk yes, through it. I don't overthink it, don't overthink it right? right? Like you need your name, you need your logo, you need those things because that's what you're going to be using for your other stuff. Get your home-based website set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you need kind of that like starting point, but then yes, creating content and it can be, it can be blogging. It can be podcasting. It can be that's content marketing is all of those things. Right. But it's, um, like that's what you're getting out there. And with, with that content specifically, like, and I'm sure, I don't know how, how you teach it. So I'd be curious to know this, Yeah. but we really focus on answering the biggest questions that the beginners in your audience have mm-hmm. always assume that the people who are coming to you are beginners, right? Everything that you're doing in attraction. And we teach this whole model called the customer superhero path. And, and, um, so legit, everything, like the first step in that path is attraction where people are just finding you for the first time. You have to think about what are your attraction strategies going to be? And content marketing is a really great version of that because like you said, it's free, right? There's only two ways that you can attract people. You can either use organic traffic strategies, which would be podcasting, which would be um, blogging, which would be social media, Mm -hmm. um, or you can use paid and you can, you can advertise and send people use paid advertising to send people to your opt-in or to your products. Those are the only, those are like, when you really break it down, that's really all there is to it. And so the, the upside of content is that it's free and it's also like gives you a lot of longevity because it will be it will be good for a long time and people will be searching for that information for a long time if you're doing a good job of answering the questions that the beginners in your audience have yeah I'm with you I I probably don't say it as eloquently Ruth because I'm like imagine they're a third grader okay and they're like I don't know anything because you're coming from this position of expertise and you think that you're not an expert but you're an expert Mm -hmm. to somebody who's like 10 steps mm-hmm. behind you. And so you're talking to somebody and I, I'm like, they're like in third grade. That's like how we're delivering this information. And they're like, Oh, but I like how you say it. You think about like, if you were one, like, because once you know your person, right. And once you're, and we, t- we teach avatar and, and yeah. get into your person's head and like, they have a whole story and they, and you really like, once you think of them as a person, and I always think it's most helpful to think of your avatar or to have a person, like an actual person that you know, whether it's your neighbor down the street or your cousin (laughs) or whoever, because the more you can connect it to a real person, the easier it is to talk to that person, to think about that person as if they're a real person. Sure. And the more you can do that, the more you can get inside their head, the better your messaging is going to be. And so when you think about, you know, that person sitting down and going and what they like, what would they be typing into Google? Like, you know, I mean, I remember a couple years ago, I have teenagers now, my toddlers that yes. <laughs> um, I remember typing in like moment of mom frustration, like what is the worst age for teenage girls? For the record, it's 14. <laughs> in case you're wondering, my daughter yeah. was 14 at the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah. But right, like what do we type in? In those moments of frustration, what are we typing into Google? 
and what yes. answers are we looking for, that's the content that you need to be creating, whether it's creating the content on your, on your blog or whether it's creating the content on your podcast. And then also if you're doing podcast content, you should probably turn it into a blog post. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, just, my two, just my two cents on that. Um, but that's really like, that's really all there is to it. And then there's, you know, you can then add to that. And I always tell people like, if you want a faster method of growth, then you should definitely do paid advertising and that's yeah. going to be and to grow your list. Yeah. But if you want to, if you like, I want to do it budget friendly and you want to grow and you're okay with going slower, then content is going to be is going to be your best bet. It's really yeah. truly the best, best way to grow an, an audience and the people who come to you for content, um, they're going to be so warm and so, so warmed up and you're, you've already established yourself then mm-hmm. as the expert. Yeah. So good. Ruth, I've had, there's so much value you put in here from the lessons that you shared to the tactical how to's to get started. Um, I hope you guys go back and listen again and pull out all of those gems that she shared with us today you know, I look up to you so much and I learn from you every time that we have a conversation. And so your time is just so valued by me. And now thank you for being a blessing to my girls as well. Um, tell us where everybody can come connect with you, Ruth, and check out all that you got going on. Oh, yes. Well, I have so many things. (laughs) So you need a quiz, pick your avenue. More content marketing, Elite Blog Academy is a great place to to find me um, and to learn about the customer superhero path specifically. Um, My other brands are great for weight loss and for home systems. Um, But if you're a podcast listener and you like listening to podcasts, I am very excited to be um, rejuking my podcast, the Do It Scared podcast, which it still is currently. I'm not sure when this will be, this episode will be aired, but we are going to be, I'm going to be revamping it and rebranding it, but it'll be on the same feed. So amazing. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Ruth. That's so fun. That's so, do you know what you're going to call it yet? Or are you going to keep it, do it scared? Um, I am thinking this life, best life. So fun. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Ruth, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.